Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to God. Good morning to you. You have survived the week. It is Friday. Praise be to Jesus the weekend is upon us. I wish I had really awesome news to share with you today. Unfortunately, the news out of Afghanistan is getting worse and worse by the day. 13 U.S. service members killed in Afghanistan bombings, as well as uh, dozens of civilians. It's an incredibly tragic situation that's just... If it's this bad now, what will it look like on September 1st? That's the question. Also, U.S. officials apparently uh, have given the Taliban a list of names of Americans to be on the lookout, you know, to help us out. The Taliban, we've given them a list of names of Americans that are still there. Let that sink in for a moment. Also on the program today at 35 past the hour, we're going to have a conversation with Dwayne Courier from the American Life League about... uh, Analyzing the flaws in abortion bans and heartbeat legislation across our country, clarifying why it's illogical for Catholic, Catholics for Choice to even exist at all. And uh, so we're going to have a conversation with the public policy director from American Life League, Dwayne Courier, 35 past the hour. It's going to be a full show, a lot to jump into. Good morning to you, Janice. Thank you. Don't you wish it was all good news all the time? Yes, I do. I think that yeah. uh, good good can go uh, farther than bad for sure. Unfortunately, the news is just is it just is so heavy. So, you know, it's just we need to have a, a break from it. So, you know, this weekend it's uh, I think you should sit back and eat popcorn, maybe uh, chocolate <laughs> candy bars. I don't know something. Uh, speaking of which, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Speaking of candy bars, you uh, you got um, one for me? Is uh, that what you're saying? Uh, um, no. Oh. Unfortunately. It's funny you mentioned that because yesterday uh, before we took off, you and I were looking at the news and it was like, oh, this is horrible. And I was horrible. like, you know, I was like, Joe, you know what? I need to go to the movies. Yeah. I need to go to the movies and go watch something because what are you gonna watch? I am depressed right now. Yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea what movies are out right now. I have not kept up with new releases, but I just I'm just going to go to the movies and you know whatever's showing I'm going to go watch it. You know. Yeah. Also, another uh, remedy could be exercise. I've been hearing mm. uh, stress uh, can be relieved through just like going for a run, going for a walk, being out in nature. Yesterday, I went uh, kickboxing and that was fun. So that helped me yeah. relieve stress. For that sure. is fun. Praise be to God. I used to like hitting the heavy bag. Boy, mm-hmm. that that really relieves the stress. It destroys the tendons in my elbow. But other than that, it's a lot of fun. But um, a lot, a lot of heavy news out there. We're going to be jumping into some of this, as well as maybe discuss a few rumors that are circulating coming out of Rome in the What's Concerning Us at 15 past the hour. Uh, so uh, good news and bad news today for sure, and my heart is very heavy uh, because my brother Marines uh, died, needlessly in my opinion, in Afghanistan, totally avoidable, and unfortunately they are now a tragic statistic from this tragic situation. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, plus, uh, a coming up meeting in the, the Vatican with traditional orders 
and a uh, pending rumor about His Holiness Pope Francis. And it is just rumors, but I think you should know kind of what are the stories that are circulating out there. We'll have that and a lot more on today's program. But also in the second half of the hour, if you are at all able to join us, we would surely love to have you. We have our Fear and Trembling Game Show, and today is the day we pull a winner out of the coffee cup of Divine Providence and announce that live on the radio, and uh, praise be to God, they get to win the prizes. So that is going to happen today as well, plus an after show in the second hour. If you would like to join us for that and you can't tune in via radio, you can always watch us live right on our website, grnonline.com. That's grnonline.com forward slash CDT. You can watch live there. But now we're also streaming live to Odyssey, odyssey.com. Good morning, Mike. I see you over there. Praise be to God. So uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, we're on YouTube. We're now on Odyssey and our very own webpage, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. So lots of ways to tune in, comment, and hang out. But let's begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and now the headlines with Janice. Good morning. This is Catholic Drive Time. I'm Janice Valenzuela, and here are your headline news for today. From LifeSite News, explosions rocked Afghanistan's capital city, killing at least 60 people and injuring more than 140. The death toll is expected to rise. At least 12 U.S. servicemen were among hundreds of people killed or injured by ISIS suicide bombers outside of the Kabul airport in Afghanistan, Thursday, as the Biden administration's withdrawal from the region spirals out of control, many are now calling for President Biden to resign or be impeached. From LifeSite News, a current European report, report states that COVID shots accounts for 1.5 million injuries, 15,472 recent deaths in Europe, more than 2 million adverse effect, event, events, and 21,000 deaths that have been reported to a European Union drug reaction database following the use of currently available COVID jabs. From LifeSite News, a Stanford University Medical School epidemiologist and public health expert reiterated in a recent interview that his conviction that COVID lockdowns have been in large had a negative effect on public health and affirmed that they have killed more people than they have saved. From Blaze News, Supreme Court blocks eviction moratorium allowing evictions to resume nationwide. Vice President Kamala Harris canceled a plan rally to help California Governor Gavin Newsom fight a recall effort after the deadly terror bombing in Afghanistan. Kathy Hochul has been sworn in as the 57th governor of New York, replacing now former Gov Governor Andrew Cuomo, who stepped down in the face of allegations of sexual harassment. New New York governor pushes strict COVID-19 policies in first day of the job. Philadelphia school board votes to require COVID-19 vaccination for all employees. From Epic Times, Florida has recovered over 900, 
160,000 of the 1.3 million jobs lost in the pandemic. This is great news for many working Americans who have been unemployed this past year. Nearly 8,700 criminals arrested at southern border in the past 10 months, U.S. Border Patrol states. And lastly, from the California Supreme Court on Thursday upheld the state's current death penalty law, dismissing an attempt to make it harder to impose a sentence. And those are your headlines for this Friday. The the saint of the day is Blessed Amadeus of Lausanne. He was born in 1110 in the castle of Chateau-Dauphin, France. He was son of Blessed Amadeus of Clermont and a member of the royal family of Franconia. He was educated at the monasteries of Bonneval and Cluny in France. He was a courtier in the household of King Henry V of Savoy and Burgundy. He became a Cistercian monk at Clairvaux Abbey in 1124 under the direction of Saint Bernard of Clairvaux. He became the abbot of Elotacombe Abbey in Savoy in 1139. Though he protested his inadequacy, he was chosen Bishop of Lausanne, Switzerland in 1144. He worked for reform and in the violent disturbed diocese, both in the clergy and in the laity. He became the co-regnant for a teacher and of, D- of Duke Blessed Umbert of Savoy. He became the Chancellor of Burgundy and appointed by Frederick Barbosa. He was a, he, several of his homilies have survived until today. He died on the 27th of August, 1159 of natural causes. He was beatified on the 9th of December, 1903 by Pope Pius X. Blessed Amadeus of Lausanne, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins, who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them, but the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in to the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you, therefore stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Hilary uh, said of this, Awaiting the bridegroom signifies one's uncertain lifespan. No one knows the hour of his death and judgment. The lamp is Christian faith while the oil represents good works. Thus, faith without works is useless. Souls must prepare for their personal encounter with Christ by loving God and neighbor. 
since those lacking good works will be shut out of heaven's banquet. You know, I found this repeatedly today in the commentaries as well as the early church fathers in regards to this particular passage. Thank you to verboom.com forward slash GRN for giving us the tools to do that. That's with a V, V-E-R-B-U-M, verboom.com forward slash GRN. You know, this is, uh, on one level, it is a foretaste. It's a, it's a warning of the coming judgment, that they're falling asleep, these virgins, was their death, and their awakening is their resurrection, their lack of oil and preparedness means that they did not, they might have had faith, but they did not live that faith according to uh, the, the dictates of our Lord and Savior, to love God and to love neighbor. They had no good works to show for their life of faith. Hadock would even say, Ten virgins, by these are signified all mankind, by the bridegroom, Christ, by the bride, the church, by oil, grace and charity. Grace and charity. Here's another one. St. Gregory, he teaches that by the lamps, faith is meant, and by the light, good works. Hence, he concludes that the bad, although they have lamps, i.e., faith, no less than the good shall be excluded, because their lamps are out, their faith is dead, without charity and good works to enlighten them. Okay, so here's another one. I'm going to leave you with this one. This also comes to us from Hadock, because we all know we have friends, family, neighbors, co-workers. They all say faith alone, right? Well, be on the watch before it's too late. Hadock would say this. Thus, too many trusting to their faith alone and leading a tepid indifference life are negligent in preparing themselves by good works for the coming of the bridegroom. But when they perceived themselves called away from this life to go and meet their judge, they then began to find their lamps extinguished and to think of procuring for themselves the oil of good works by bequeathing their effects to the poor. Though we ought not to despair of the salvation of these, still there is great room to fear, for a deathbed repentance is seldom sincere, more seldom or never perfect and always uncertain. Did you let that set in for a moment? Why wait till the end? You know, St. James would say faith without works is dead. If you have faith, then your life should be a testimony to that faith. I'm not, now listen, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. I get that. We all make many mistakes, but we have recourse to the sacraments. We have recourse to grace itself, the font of life, through the sacrament of reconciliation, through penance, through fasting, through prayer, and then the Holy Eucharist to give us the strength, not to mention our confirmation, to make us warriors for Christ, to make us martyrs, witnesses, to the good, the true, and the beautiful. Love God and love your neighbor before it's too late because the clock is ticking. The time is running out. Amen? Thank you, bearboom.com forward slash GRN. We'll be right back. We're going to come back and dive into some of these unfortunately bad news and some rumors too. All that's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Glorianshine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Glorianshine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At Glorianshine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, Glorianshine.com. Thank you again. 
The next National Men's March to End Abortion is Monday, November 15th in Baltimore. We will gather outside of a local abortion center and march to our rally point outside of the USCCB Fall Assembly. Men, it's time. Embrace Christ. Embrace His Word. And if you stand for life, oh my goodness, you'll put a smile on God's face and He'll bless you. Go to themensmarch.com for more information and commit to join us on November 15th in Baltimore. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McLean. Praise be to God. Dwayne Courier from the American Life League. He is their public policy director. He's going to be coming up at 35 past the hour. We're going to get a survey of the most recent abortion-related legislations across the country and uh, try to get a better understanding of them and whether or not uh, these things are good or bad or Somewhere in between, um, we're going to get a grip on that with Dwayne Courier from the American Life League coming up soon. The story out of Afghanistan, as you well know, is getting worse. And uh, as the reports came through that Marines died, you know, I thought about my own time in the Marine Corps. One of the things that happened to me in boot camp was I was the, I was the guide. So I was in charge. I was the recruit in charge of everybody else. And every night at bedtime at Reveille, or rather taps, um, I had to sing the Marine Corps hymn by myself in front of everybody. And I don't sing very well. Just ask Adrian, he'll tell you. But I, I was thinking back at that time about Marines who proudly serve, Marines who are eager to serve, and even Marines that once they get into uh, the fleet and, and then they realize it's not what they thought it was. It's not the romantic notion of, of noble service or, or ideal uh, conditions and it becomes hard and difficult and yet so many have volunteered to serve so many have gone from the halls of montezuma to the shores of tripoli we fight our country's battles on the land as on the sea first to fight for right and freedom and to keep our honor clean we are proud to claim the title of united states marines so many of our men and women have volunteered, have earned the title, have earned the opportunity to go overseas and to serve, to fight, and even to die. Some died in noble and heroic circumstances. Others died in tragedy. And I have to believe that this is one of those cases. This is an article out of the Epic Times. 13 U.S. service members killed in Afghanistan bombings. Biden promises to retaliate. 13 U.S. service members were killed in a terrorist bomb attack outside the airport in Kabul on August the 26th. An initial report from Pentagon officials indicated that 11 Marines and one Navy medic were among those who were killed. Another service member died hours later, according to the Associated Press. At least 18 service members were, were wounded and officials warned uh, to the toll could grow. 
Death, death marks the first U.S. military combat-related deaths in Afghanistan since February of 2020. Did you see that? Since February of 2020, well more than a year ago, a year and a half essentially ago, was the last time military service members were killed in Afghanistan. We went a year and a half, no one died, to all of a sudden extreme chaos and people dying. And this is just the service members, let alone the countless casualties of civilians crowded at that gate, hoping against hope that they'll get inside, get on an airplane and find themselves anywhere but under the tyranny of the Taliban and the ISIS that uh, orchestrated this uh, suicide attack on both the airport and a nearby hotel known for being a rallying point for Americans. This is an incredibly tragic and definitely avoidable situation. And to watch the press uh, briefing last night with President Joe Biden, mind-boggling, mind-boggling. It's everybody's fault, you know. It's Trump's fault. It's your general's fault. It's the intelligence agency's fault. It's everyone's fault. Although we were warned. We were warned that there would be an attack. We had hours of warning to say, hey, this is coming. And still it happened. And still we were uh, caught. And still here we are. And how many will be left behind? That's the question. How many will be left behind? And here's another terrible headline in regards to Afghanistan. Appalling and shocking. This is out of the blaze. U.S. officials reportedly gave Taliban names of Americans and Afghan allies that the U.S. wanted to evacuate. Did you catch that? U.S. officials in Kabul supplied the Taliban with a list of names of U.S. citizens, green card holders, and Afghan allies who were supposed to be permitted access into the outer perimeter of the airport. Dear Taliban, I know we've been at war with you for 20 years. I know we have hunted you down. We have harassed you. We have killed you. We have prevented you from your tyranny in this country for 20 years, for two decades. We have stomped you down. But here and by the way is a list of all the Americans and our Afghan allies that we are hoping to, to, uh, to bring out of this country. Could you pretty please help us find them and bring them to the airport? Who's in charge? I mean, I would probably do a horrible job at this. I'm glad I'm not in charge of this evacuation. I would probably not do very good at this. However, I have to believe that there is definitely a way to have done all of this infinitely better than what it was. We have given those people who were our enemies the list of the very people that we want to bring out to save their lives. How is this possible? How is this even a thing? And yet here it is. September the 1st is fast approaching. It's next Wednesday. What are we going to see? If we are seeing uh, reports of suicide bombers and the video is horrific. Don't go searching for it. Don't. Just pray. I saw some video yesterday that is incredibly disturbing of the bodies in the aftermath of the bombing. Incredibly disturbing. If this, is, if this is what it looks like now, what will it look like on September the 1st? How many will be left behind? Who knows is the answer. Certainly, we, we can't trust the information we're being given out of the White House, nor the Pentagon, or the uh, Department of State, because it is just chaos. Here's a piece of good news, though. Praise be to God. This is out of the National Catholic Register. 
missionaries of charity and 14 disabled children from Kabul arrive at Rome. Praise be to Jesus. It says the children aged 6 to 20 years old were residents of an orphanage founded in 2006 by the missionaries of charity in Kabul, which has now been forced to close due to the Taliban's takeover of the city. Religious sisters from the missionaries of charity and 14 disabled children from an orphanage in Afghanistan arrived safely on Wednesday at Rome's international airport. A Catholic priest and five sisters from the order founded by Mother Teresa arrived on one of two evacuation flights from Kabul that landed in Rome on August the 25th, carrying a total of 277 people. Praise be to God. This is good news indeed. You know, there are, I've been listening to uh, reporting coming from many, many different sources, and there are uh, a host of small organizations, these are NGOs, these are nonprofits who are raising their own funds. They are hiring their own planes and pilots and crew. They are paying for uh, former retired special forces and infantry men to come and help them get their people or to just rescue Afghans and Americans and civilians in general and get them out of the country. Laura Logan is one of them. Um, she has people in Afghanistan that she has personally worked with when she was uh, in her time as uh, a member of the 60 Minutes staff. And they had locals to, who act as interpreters and guides and all of the rest. Uh, I think she said there was a couple of hundred people that she was trying to rescue and their families. She's, you know, they've gone in, they've hired all these, uh, these guys to come, the special forces guys to come in and help them out. They had all the paperwork vetted. They get these people to the gate. They go find them. They, they go out, find these people, escort them to the gate of the airport, and they were told, no, the federal government has said no to them now. Even though they had uh, previously been vetted, even though all their paperwork is approved, they have been now told no. And now we're hearing more and more reports of that. We're hearing reports that they are welding shut the gates at the airport. Um, there were, uh, Glenn Beck and his Nazarene Fund raised, what, $30 million to, to rescue people from Afghanistan. He has now got 2,000 people he's pulled out, apparently, and they are stuck in some foreign Middle, uh, Middle Eastern country because the countries they had lined up to take these uh, migrants have now been told by the State Department in the U.S. not to take them, and now they have to find a new home to go to. And they are stuck in some transient airport in the Middle East trying to find a way to bring these people out and find safety for them, let alone go back in and get more, but the U.S. government seems to be blocking those roads as well. It, I can't tell you how tragic it is. Um, I am not a combat veteran. I did enlist for the first Gulf War. I never made it over because that war ended too soon. And by the grace of God, praise be to God. I can't imagine what veterans are feeling right now, especially my fellow Marines who have given blood, sweat, and tears only to see this incredible debacle. Blood shed for what? It was avoidable. It is, it is absolutely tragic. Let me transition here a little bit and go into some other stories. Um, this one out of the National Catholic Register, traditional Catholic institutes to discuss traditionis custodis amid talks of visitations. This is Edward Penton reporting this and essentially saying there are groups uh, within the church that are going to be going to Rome and 
getting together to discuss Holy, uh, the Holy Father's uh, Traditionis Custodis um, document and his wishes in regards to the traditional form of the Holy Mass. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because uh, I belong to one of these communities. And we have been asked by this community to pray a novena because of this meeting. Because the stakes, seemingly, are very high. And yet the conversation around this and this article, uh, if you read it for yourself, uh, by Edward Penton, says, Superior Generals of Apostolic Institutes that exclusively celebrate the holy sacrifice of the Mass according to the traditional form of the Roman Rite, plan to meet next week to discuss Pope Francis's new decree limiting the older use of the sacred liturgy. The meeting follows the release in July of Traditionis Custodis, Guardians of the Tradition, Francis's apostolic letter issued moto proprio that limits celebration of the older form of the Latin Rite. The Superior General of the FSSP uh, said the superiors were, quote, gathering to exchange points of view and to see what we can do together, unquote. He added that the idea came from the local superiors of traditional institutes in France soon after the publication of the document. Now, I bring this up again to say there's what's being reported publicly, and then there's the, there's the sentiment and the, um, the messaging on the backside that says the weight of this meeting is bigger than what's being reported. The, what's at stake is bigger, and we need to pray. Pray. Pray for the church. Pray for the Holy Father. Pray for these institutes. Pray for traditional piety for those traditional Catholics who desire to be in full communion with Rome. Desire and love the teaching of the of the church, the patrimony of the church. They don't want they don't want less. They want more of the church. They want more of the body of Christ. They want more of of the heart of the church, not less. Let's pray for an excellent outcome, but let's pray nonetheless. So it's an interesting twist in this article, I would say, than than the feeling that many are feeling. Here's another. Oh boy, my uh, my my uh, browser uh, stopped. Uh, delivering here real quick here's another rumor that's flying this is coming out of uh many that uh, many uh, italian sites the rumors that pope francis will retire are heating up i don't know if it's true but there are many rumors there's also rumors that he's going to issue a new moto proprio limiting the age of popes requiring them to retire at 85 it's a rumor let's pray we'll be right back more breaking news is coming up next don't go anywhere have you ever dialogued with someone who espouses relativism, which says there is no truth or it might be true for you, but not for me? It's pretty frustrating. Deep down, we know these claims are false, but we often don't know why. Here's the reason. To say there is no truth is a contradiction. The assertion is tantamount to saying it's true that there is no truth, plain absurdity. Now the other position, there is no absolute truth, just truth relative to the individual set of beliefs, is problematic as well. The usage of the verb is implies an assertion about the objective order of things. It's the same thing as saying it's absolutely true that there is no absolute truth, which of course is a contradiction. No matter how the relativist slices the pie, he ends up with a contradiction, making relativism an unreasonable worldview. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. 
Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. I'm Janice Valenzuela, and here are your headline news for today. From the Vatican News, Pope Francis greets members of Laudato Si Inter-University Congress and highlights the importance of promoting social awareness to the care of our common home. Pope Francis states Laudato Si is not only a green encyclical, but also a social encyclical. Vatican News, Pope Francis greets a delegation from the International Catholic Legislators Network and urges them to help create a more sustainable future while putting technology at the service of the common good. From VOA News, despite increase in vaccinations, COVID-19 continues to surge in U.S. residents. Over 65-year-old seniors represented the most highly vaccinated demographic with 91.7% having one shot and 81.4% being fully vaccinated. The U.S. National Hurricane Center said Thursday that Tropical Storm Ida in the Caribbean Sea was likely to become a major hurricane and reach the United States on Sunday. The hurricane is currently on track to land towards Louisiana by this upcoming Sunday. From VOA News, according to the CDC, 61% of U.S. population has had at least one COVID vaccine shot. Biden vows to hunt down those responsible for two suicide bombings in Kabul. The priest who is responsible for the Catholic Church's presence in Afghanistan asked for prayers just before the Taliban took control of the country's capital. Texas Catholic Charities asked court for relief for for migrants. The religious organization in Texas is asking a court to allow it to continue providing illegal immigrants with ground transportation. From Catholic News Agency, a bishop from the Philippines has announced a 40-day fast and active penance as a way to share in the sufferings of others and heal from the spiritual damage of the coronavirus pandemic. Catholic News Agency, retired Archbishop calls Pope Francis' traditional Latin Mass restrictions a regrettable step backwards. And lastly, from the National Catholic Register, superior generals of apostolic institutes that exclusively celebrate the holy sacrifice of the Mass according to the traditional form of the Roman Rite plan to meet next week to discuss Pope Francis's new decree limiting the older use of the sacred liturgy. And these are your headline news for this morning. God love you and have a good Friday and weekend. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you for keeping us up to date, uh, up to date Janice. Uh, real quick, before we jump into our conversation, I wanted to just say thank you to gloryandshine.com for your generous support of our program over the weekend. I, I just saw my bottle of uh, beard care here uh, this morning. It's, it's empty, so I'm like, I need a refill. But uh, it reminded me to say, you know, I was very grateful that gloryandshine.com was uh, sponsoring our program, and uh, thank you for that. Praise be to Jesus. They're a wonderful 
wonderful Catholic family-owned and operated small business, and uh, they're doing wonderful things. So thank you, GloryAndShine.com. Joining us right now via Zoom chat is uh, Dwayne Courier. He is with the American Life League. He is their director of uh, public policy and a veteran in the news and pro-life movement. We're very grateful to have him on the program today. Good morning to you, Mr. Courier. Good morning. How are you? Praise be to God. I am alive. And does that it, counts. Does it take a lot of work to for the beard to put a lot of care into that? Uh, my beard is Sharia compliant, so um, <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I'm only teasing. It's time. That's all it takes, right, Adrian? It's just time. You, uh, let, you yes. let it grow. It's I, like a chia pet. You feed it's it. A precaution. It's yeah. been like uh, a year for me, uh, so <laughs> I'm going to say no on that one. But okay. <laughs> At any rate, Mr. Courier, one of the things that uh, that has been uh, sort of a tragedy in the current news cycle is there's been a lot of pro life legislation around the country that is sort of getting no attention because of the bigger stories of uh, mandates, lockdowns, now Afghanistan. There's a lot of news cycle that is just covering up a lot of stuff going on around the country. We're hoping that you might give us sort of a survey of some of the legislations that are in in effect uh, from a pro-life perspective around our country. So, I mean, nationwide, yes, there are a lot of states that they are passing a lot of these incremental legislation laws. I I can't go state by state. They are you know, kind of in the hiding now because the news cycle is hiding them. Um, but what everybody knows is what's going on in, in uh, Mississippi. So the Supreme Court is expected to hear, you know, a court case coming up, uh, whether this is going to overturn Roe v. Wade uh, or not, because this is a 15-week ban, supposedly, on abortion. Our outlook on this is, well, maybe it won't. I don't think it'll overturn Roe v. Wade. Um, but here at American Life League, we're not so much concerned about the overturning of Roe v. Wade because, well, that turns it back to the states, right? But as a pro-life movement, what is it that we want? We want to see the complete abolition of abortion completely across the country. And turning it back to the states is not going to ban abortion completely. And so here at American Life League, we are a no-exceptions organization. So whenever anyone proposes any of these laws or these regulations that have exceptions in them or even limitations or regulations on this evil, well, we don't pay much attention to them because we don't think they're in line with God's laws and are in accordance with his will, which is he created these children. They're created in his image and likeness, and therefore we shouldn't be regulating their killing. Yeah, amen. Uh, Dwayne Courier is our guest from the American Life League. Um, there, I, Sometimes I wonder when I read the headline news about pro-life legislation um, that, are, that are being passed in these various states. Like sometimes they sound good on the surface, but I wonder if you dig a little deep how truly pro-life or how accommodating they are to, yes. to sort of the sentiment you just expressed of that. Uh, no, we, we want to defend life and give no exception. It seems to me like there is lots of legislation that, uh, that talks a game of pro-life, but isn't really all that pro-life when you get into it. Correct. And we, we, we actually been kind of shying away from the word pro-life because as we've seen trending in the past, 10, 15 years, the word pro-life, how much weight does it have anymore? Because even if you're a pro-abortion legislature on Capitol Hill, they, they, they will call themselves pro-life. Yeah. Uh, they will say, I am pro-life because I am pro-choice. And if you look at, I've looked at uh, polling in the past uh, couple of decades. So like Maris poll, Reuters, Students for Life has put out polling 
on uh, what are people's beliefs um, towards Roe v. Wade and what are their attitudes towards abortion violence. And even those who identify as pro-life are okay with the killing of preborn children in some circumstances. Mm-hmm. So, I, so that's the question I ask people is, well, is that pro-life then? Is that what it means to be pro-life is to be okay with it in some cases? Yeah. To me, that's just pro-abortion with exceptions. Yeah, for sure. There's a story uh, that came out this week. Uh, we might have reported on it. Probably did. But uh, again, Afghanistan, it's kind of a huge thing. Uh, but here's, uh, I'll give you an example. This is out of uh, lifenews.com. It says, federal court upholds Texas law banning dismemberment of uh, abortions, tearing babies limb from limb. I'll, I'll read just a, a quick snippet here. It says, U.S. Court of Appeals on the, of the Fifth Cir- Circuit in Whole Women's Health versus Paxton has reversed a lower court and upheld a Texas pro-life law banning dismemberment abortions that tear babies limb from limb. The court voted nine to five. Now, at, on the surface, I, w- I was like, okay, well, this is probably a good thing. But then Adrian and I were discussing this, and we were diving into this, and we were wondering, well, hold on. Would this make it easier to say, oh, I have to have the baby born full and intact, you know, in the abortion procedure, and then provide this, you know, quote, fetus uh, over to the pharmaceutical and medical research firms that have uh, notoriously been interested in purchasing them? Yeah, so if you're uh, Planned Parenthood or any other, uh, even a hospital uh, that is in the business of these uh, bartering for these baby parts, you're not going to really have much opposition to a law that says you get, you got to keep the babies intact uh, when you terminate their lives. I, me, I don't understand a dismemberment ban because I've, I've read people's commentaries on this. They call this pro-life and what they say is like, well, we need a more humane way to treat these babies. I mean, you're talking about, well, you a, could let them live. You're talking about a humane way of killing a preborn child. Right. Right. I mean, is, how is taking a, taking him apart less humane than just killing him whole? So you can have their organs uh, for whatever you that's, wish. That's the one. It just makes now it makes the the baby's body a lot more marketable, doesn't it? You know, and again, we don't want to see babies stripped limb from limb. That's absolutely opposite of what we want. What we want is the baby to have an opportunity to live and not lose its life under any circumstances. Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, we, these are God's children and we should want their total protection. We shouldn't yeah. be regulating how they're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. It seems crazy. But how, so how do pro-lifers deal with this stuff? I mean, uh, again, it's sort of being marketed as, oh, this is pro-life. This is good. But uh, I think as we've discussed it, when you scratch it a little bit, you get a little deeper. It, it seems it, like there's uh, another agenda going on here. I know it does. It does make you uncomfortable every time you read something about these, th- this legislation that comes forward from whatever state, even if it's from the federal government, and you hear it, you know, in the headlines, pro-life legislation blocked by, you know, you're like, well, okay, what makes this pro-life? It, it, and then you get into it, and then you see, yeah, it's an exception. There's a limitation. Okay, so so what are we to do? Uh, at a at a grassroots level. The, I'm going to ask you to put a hold there. I'm sorry to yeah. interrupt you, but uh, the music means we have to go to a break. So we're going to yeah. come right back. We'll jump right back into that with Dwayne Courier from the American Life League. I also want to get into Catholics for Choice and the logic. I don't know. We'll have that conversation on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. Got the drive time. We'll be right back.
This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, you've got to believe in yourself? G.K. Chesterton says, the people who believe in themselves are all in lunatic asylums. You have to believe in something outside yourself. You have to believe that there is a greater reality than the one inside your head. If the only thing you believe in is yourself, your world will become very small, about the size of a padded cell. We live in a world that rejects the worship of the one true God and has substituted something called the God within. But as Chesterton says, if Jones is told to worship the God within, it ultimately means that Jones shall worship Jones. And that's not going to work. Want more than a minute? Visit us at chesterton.org. Hi, Joe McLean here, host of the Catholic Drive Time, heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of the Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations. Real Estate for Life offers their clients a faith-based experience. Real Estate for Life is online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Praise be to Jesus. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. Praise be to God. I'm your host, Joe McLean. It is good to be on with you. Dwayne Courier is our guest. He is the Director of Public Policy at the American Life League, having a conversation around uh, legislation around the country and uh, sort of analyzing it from, a, from an anti-abortion perspective, which is, <laughs> which is our stance uh, as people of faith, especially as Catholics. But, uh, Mr. Courier, you were saying before I had to uh, cut you off before the break, there was something we can do as pro-life people down to you know the voting time I, um it, it's it's it is very important absolutely that we that the people we have in office are are what we are pro-life absolutely are you saying elections have consequences i mean i don't know i've heard I, that I before <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but a, a lot of times we get a questions in here uh, the same question comes to us you know whether it's, whether it's on the phones or through the website how, you know, is this candidate pro-life? And, and it is important to vote pro-life. But look, when you're trying to vet a candidate, um, don't ask them if they're pro-life because that doesn't mean anything. Anybody can say that they're pro-life. What you really want to get down to is do you abhor abortion violence? Do you think it's a sin? Uh, do you think it is child murder? Get into the specific of what it is because pro-life could be anything. You say, I'm pro-life because I am pro immigration. I am pro-life because I am pro-masking. Okay, try to avoid pro-life. And since a lot of us believe that in the pro-life movement, our mission is not only to overturn Roe v. Wade, but to save as many lives as we can. Okay, that is the job of the sidewalk counselor, as well as the people who go and like Red Rose Rescue. They're saving as many lives as we can. And if that is something that is of interest to you, to feel that calling, then by means, go, go, go explore that because that will, that does a lot more saving lives than what people up on Capitol Hill are doing. Mm. Amen. That's uh, actually a point I wanted to bring up was the, the this whole movement towards uh, the pro-life kind of moniker of the name pro-life. I mean, it was a great term. It was a great slogan, but really whenever we have it, 
uh, people have been abusing this. This I really starts with Colonel Bernadine with his seamless garment theory saying, you know, oh yes, pro life means I'm going to be, uh, I'm, I'm for a livable wage. Uh, pro life means I'm going, I'm for the uh, immigrant. Pro life means I'm anti uh, death penalty and all these things. They pile it on until everything until abortion is just one issue amongst many and And it uh, it waters that down so much that that's what gives people an excuse to say well i know this candidate that we're voting for is pro-abortion but they support these other things that i i personally believe in are and they're just as important exactly and that's a it's incredibly damaging and so i really like the the fact that you're saying you know let's 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 say how it is we are anti-abortion so i always say yes i'm pro-life and what does that mean? That means I'm against the intentional killing of innocent people. And so that's that's what I'm against. And that's what it should be. So uh, how do we like because you mentioned the uh, people saying, oh, yeah, you're uh, pro-life because you want to wear a mask. I had a friend literally yesterday uh, come and like lambast me because he was saying he posted online. He was like, I think uh, people who don't want to wear a mask and don't want to uh, get uh, receive the uh, the vaccine. Uh, I think they should not be allowed to have any luxuries. They should be allowed to go do necessities, but nothing else. They can't go to parks. They can't go to uh, movie theaters. All of that should be banned to them because they're not really pro-life. Look, the people who are telling us how to be pro-life are not at all pro-life. Isn't it <laughs> interesting that those who will defend yeah. the killing of a child in the womb are the ones who are going to tell us what pro-life means? Yeah, I've always found it very uh, interesting when you when you have conversations like this, and I think we should have conversations like this with people who seem to uh, conflate all issues as though they were equal, and not that they're less important the other issues, uh, but there is a priority, and uh, the the, the uh, wholesale slaughter of uh, life going on many decades and many many millions is 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 a bigger issue, frankly. Um, and yet, like for instance, they'll say, "Well, the death penalty, you know, is a thing," and how many times? Have I asked people, well, have you prayed outside of the, the, the execution chamber? Like, have you created a 40 days for life like campaign out in front of the uh, uh, execution chamber and been there to pray and led these? No, I've never done that. Well, then why are you wasting the time, you know, criticizing the pro-lifers who are in front of abortion mills, are praying, doing sidewalk counseling, when you could be deleting the thing that you feel very called to? You could be out there doing something similar, but they don't. It's really about debate and argument and politics more than it is about the, the actual dignity of the human person at the end of the day. Absolutely. And so, uh, Catholics for Choice, what is this organization? I've, you know, they've been around for a while. I fight with them constantly online, which is probably a waste of my time, but I do it anyways. Um, who are these people? So they've been around for, for decades. Um, and they used to be a lot bigger than they are now. They've gone through several presidents. Um, I, I mean, I remember when I, I, they they used to be called uh, Catholics for a Free Choice. That was used to be their name. Then they dropped the free. I don't know why. Um, they used to get tons and tons of money from like the Ford Foundation, all of these grants from all across the globe. And in the past couple of years, um, they've kind of willed it down. They, they got a new president a couple of years ago. And um, ever since they've gotten a new president, uh, the tone of Catholics for Choice, which is a strange name, I understand, but ever since the, the tone has changed and it's a lot, they're trying to get more engaged on social media and their messaging has been so much against Catholicism. It mm-hmm. used to be anti-hierarchy stuff, but now it's really taking an attack at the sensibilities of Catholics and Catholic doctrine. Yeah. 
Amen. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a very, I've noticed that as well. I was kind of shocked because they have kind of gone away from talking about the abortion issue specifically. They still do, of course, but they have a ton of stuff out there that are just like denying basic Catholic doctrines that are completely unrelated to abortion. And it's quite shocking. Um, so what is the logic or what is they, what do they think the logic is behind their, their, uh, their movement? Well, so what they want to do, it, they think that the Catholic Church ought to be a democracy, uh, like as <laughs> wow. if as if democracy exists anywhere in Scripture. Mm-hmm. By the way, I bet if you walk the hallways of Catholics for Choice, I bet you won't find a catechism on the shelves. <laughs> I bet you won't even find a Bible, at least not like the a Revised Standard Version. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd be pressed to, to know if they even have a picture of the Pope hanging up. I don't know, but. Um, their idea is that the church needs to be a democracy. Why? Because so many people who profess themselves to be Catholic have opinions that are contrary to church teaching. Therefore, since the majority of self-professed Catholics believe in uh, abortion violence, since they believe in contraception, since they believe in the rights of people with same-sex attraction, since they support all of that, the church needs to change and listen to the voice of the common Catholic and change doctrine in order to support what these Catholics believe. That is what they do. They want democracy in the church. So there's there, democracy. Yeah. So there's like tons of people. Like there's Joe Biden. There's Nancy Pelosi. There's many people in the government, outside of government, all over the world who are Catholics, who are for choice, who are uh, by choice. I mean, pro-abortion. And these people who deny Catholic doctrine, hate the church, want to destroy the church. Why do they stay Catholic? And why do they? Why are they not? Why don't they just leave? Why don't they just go? They can do everything they want. He even be high church and go to the Episcopalian church. Why do they stay and try to destroy the church? I, I know. I mean, we ask that question, why don't they leave? And here's what I say. We don't want them to leave. We don't want to do the damage that they're doing to the church, but we know that the church is the bride of Christ and is there's no salvation outside of the church. We don't want them to leave. We want them to convert. Yeah. And that's why we pray for them. I mean, we even at American Life League, we have a card for the conversion of Joe Biden. Praise be to God. We don't want him to leave. We want him to stop what he's doing, repent of what he's been advocating and say, and just do away with it and say, you know what? I'm sorry. This is what I believe. And I want to be reconciled with the church. That's, that's what our whole Canon 915 campaign has been. This is what about protection of the Eucharist has been about. It's defending them from committing sacrilege and protecting the Eucharist at the same time. Dwayne Courier is our guest. He is the Director of Public Policy at the American Life League. We have a few minutes left in our conversation. You just reminded me, uh, remember when uh, President Obama was elected back in, it was 2008, I launched a campaign called ConvertObama.com, and I I recruited 500 people to pray and to fast uh, for 30 days uh, in, in hope and prayer that he might have a conversion, especially on the life issues. And, uh, you know, and these are very important things. Unfortunately, we never saw that conversion of things that got worse, as a matter well, of fact. Not yet. And not yet. Uh, Well, yeah, I mean, we, there is still hope. We don't know at the God. hour of his death what's going to happen with Obama. But what I was going to say was, uh, and yet Biden is definitely from his school of thought when it comes to the abortion and the abortion ties to Planned Parenthood. And as a Catholic, we should be very troubled that there is a Catholic in the, in the White House who gives more uh, uh, adherence, obedience to whatever the abortion lobby says of him versus what the catechism says of him. 
Yeah, he, and he gives a lot more scandal, uh, unfortunately, because I, we would love to have a faithful Catholic in the White House. Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, we got Biden. Unfortunately, we got Nancy Pelosi. And in the meantime, while they're doing the damage, we as faithful Catholics, as well as the bishops, they need to do what they can to um, stem that tide of, of scandal and try and make those corrections as they come along. Mm. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, there are lots of issues in, uh, in in sort of the party policies, but could you imagine a Democrat who is ardently pro-life uh, that could make it all the way to the White House? That I mean, the, I can imagine that would probably actually gain the most votes ever in American history. It would be an, an impressive th- time, but I don't ever see the left going back uh, now that that cat's out of the bag. No, no, no. They they keep going further and further left. I mean, what they want. They want free abortion violence on demand. That's the yeah. goal. They want it to be, and they've said this, they want it to be just like, just like the coffee shop, you know, the, the chain store all across the country. They want it to be that easy, just like getting, just like pulling a tooth. Hmm. They want it on demand and they want all of us to pay for it. That's oh. the end game. Wow. Well, that's tragic. Lots to pray for, pray fast, do penance for. <laughs> let's, uh, let's pray for the conversion, reversion of Joe Biden for sure. But uh, Dwayne Courier, thank you for your time today. Uh, public policy expert, American Life League. God bless you. God love you. Have a great day. All right, that is going to do it for the uh, first hour of our program. Praise be to Jesus. If you can join us in the next hour, it's more uplifting news, I promise. We always carry the heavy stuff in the first hour. The second hour, we're going to have our Fear and Trembling Game Show, and prizes are given out today. Today is the day where somebody is going to be drawn from the coffee cup of Divine Providence. It could be you. All you need to be is our uh, contestant, and you can find the rules, the phone number, and much more. You can watch live and comment live right on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. That's grnonline.com forward slash cdt. God love you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. A friend of mine said that his church takes the Bible literally, but that the Catholic Church doesn't. Is that true? Catholics actually interpret the Bible in a literal sense, while many fundamentalists, evangelicals, and others interpret the Bible in a literalist sense. The literal meaning of a passage of Scripture is the meaning the author of that passage of Scripture intended to convey. The literalist interpretation of a passage of Scripture is, that's what it says, that's what it means. Here's an example to illustrate the difference. If you were to read a passage in a book that said it was raining cats and dogs outside, how would you interpret that? As Americans in the 21st century, we know that the author was intending to convey the idea that it was raining pretty doggone hard outside. That would be the literal or Catholic interpretation. The literalist interpretation would be that were you to walk outside, you would actually see cats and dogs falling from the sky like rain. No taking into account the popularly accepted meaning of this phrase. No taking into account what the author was intending to convey. The words say it was raining cats and dogs, so by golly, it was raining cats and dogs. 
That is the literalist or fundamentalist way of interpretation. Now, if someone 2,000 years in the future picked up that same book and read it was raining cats and dogs outside, in order to properly understand that passage in the book, they would need a literal interpretation, not a literalist interpretation. Now, think about that in the context of interpreting the Bible 2,000 to 3,000 years after it was written. We need a literal or Catholic interpretation versus literalist or fundamentalist interpretation. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. GloryandShine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. GloryandShine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At GloryandShine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, GloryandShine.com. Thank you again. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to God. It is good to be on with you. Good morning. It is Friday. You have survived the week. Congratulations. The weekend is here. I wonder what you're doing this weekend. We are celebrating the 16th birthday of our elder, eldest daughter. Praise be to God, Mary Elizabeth. It's hard to believe she's 16 years old. I remember the day she was born and the big fat cheeks she had. It was amazing to see. And the fact that when I drove her home from the hospital, I was actually scared. Uh, I had never driven a baby before. And uh, driving uh, my baby for the first time, I was like, oh, my heavens, I have to, I got to make sure she gets home safe. This is scary. And uh, this that feeling of, uh, of anxiety of driving uh, my daughter. Uh, and now to think she's 16, she could legally drive right now. That is scarier to me. Is but, she the uh, oldest? No, she's, uh, we have an older son who has uh, two kids of his own, praise be to God. But she is, mm. uh, my oldest son is, is adopted, so she's my first biological. Mm. But uh, at any rate, praise be to God. That's what we're doing this weekend. What are you doing, Janice? Um, I have a family uh, wedding to go to this weekend. So, yeah. Fun. And then we have we have family that's visiting from out of town um, this weekend. So, we're going to be tourists with them this weekend. Fun. That mm-hmm. sounds like a good time. Praise yeah. be to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of fun, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. So Adrian, uh, I'm sure you're going to some barbecue. It's probably brisket, barbacoa. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a mosh pit. It's gonna be great. No, no I'm joking. Mosh pit. No, I'm joking. That was arbitrary. Uh, we are. Uh, my dad's birthday's tomorrow, so happy hey, birthday to my happy dad. Happy birthday! Absolutely. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. And he's uh, so we're gonna do something. I'm mm. not quite sure what we've mm. been talking about it. And even if I did have an idea, my dad's probably listening, so I can't tell him. Uh, but my uh, and my, I think my brother might be coming down from school to uh, to come back home so we can uh, celebrate his birthday tomorrow. Oh, that's so. wonderful. Happy you, birthday, Dad! You could tell me though. Okay, it's just us. Just you could tell me. Oh, okay. What are well, you guys doing? We uh, mm. we bought him a yacht. What? And we're gonna go sailing. 
I get invited. Uh, right? Yes. As, right? Soon as, as soon as you get your, your invite, it's in the mail. It's, it's, uh, so just let me know te- when you get you, it. You is it a text joke? Me. You could text me. Yeah, her? that's a joke, oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> I can't uh, afford a yacht yet. Well, you know? he did go to St. Thomas High School run by the Basilians, so he's got that Basilians money. That, you know what I'm saying? Basilians of cash. Mm-hmm. Basilians of cash. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes, it's a joke. Yeah, praise God. Uh, well, that sounds like fun, too. Uh, hopefully you'll have a great time, and uh, you'll have to let us know what was the surprise for Dad. Uh, I'll let you on know on Monday. Monday. Yeah, so, so tune back in. All right. Uh, well, today is the day where we play our game show and give out the prizes. So the last three chances to win this week's prize pack uh, is is today coming up in just about ten minutes from now. If you would like to win, you got to get on the phone early. You can either wait for me to give you the phone number, or if you would like to stack the deck in your favor, all you need to do is go to our website grnonline.com forward slash cdt. That's grnonline.com forward slash cdt. And you can uh, go to the game show. Uh, There's a link at the top. It'll take you right to the information where you can find the phone number, the rules, sponsor links. All of that is there at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. By the way, you can also listen live, watch live. You can get the podcasts, past episodes, conversations, interviews, and so much more right on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. We are now streaming live to Odyssey as well as Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and others. So uh, hello, Odyssey. Good morning to you. Praise be to God. Thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, that's the show. So first half is breaking news, saint of the day, gospel of the day, the game show. And then in the second half, we do our after show where we hang out with you, dear listener, and you get to drive the conversation. Whatever you want to talk about, you are open and welcome to conversate with us by commenting on one of the live video feeds, and we will read that, and we will conversate, interact with you. So that's, that's the hour. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. O most gracious Virgin Mary, never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now the good news with Janice. This is Catholic Drive Time. I'm Janice Valenzuela, and here are your headline news for today. LifeSite News, Polish Olympian auctions off silver medal to pay for toddler's operation. A Catholic Olympian athlete decided to auction off the medal to help pay for an eight-month-old child's heart operation. Praise God. This year's Mrs. Universe is a young woman who declared, quote, glory be to God forever and ever, amen, publicly when she won the coveted title. Victoria Peterson is a Catholic woman using her title to champion foster care and the pro-life movement. A U.S. Christian family escapes Afghanistan safely midst of the rapid fall of Afghanistan due to the Taliban. A Christian refugee family from Kabul, including eight minors, arrived safely in Rome, Italy. A military chaplain who pretended to be a criminal to rescue a boy from organ organ trafficking, the priest came up with a daring plan to rescue a vulnerable child from a horrifying death. From LifeSite News, Canada will now officially pay for funeral expenses of those killed by COVID-19 vaccines. The Canadian government has allocated $75 million to provide death death benefits for those killed by COVID-19 jabs this past year. From LifeSite News, 
Social media platform Gab launches a no-vax mandate board helping families and employees find jobs that do not impose a COVID vaccine mandate. A monk ventures to visit inmates and bring them the sacraments for the first time since the lockdown. These prisoners have not received the Eucharist for over a year and a half. Praise God for this monk's efforts of bringing Jesus to them in prison. A bishop from the Philippines has announced 40 days of fasting and penance as a way to share in the sufferings of others and heal from the spiritual damage of the coronavirus pandemic. And those are your headline news for this morning. God love you and have a great Friday and weekend. The saint of the day is um, Saint Blessed, rather, Blessed Amadeus of Lausanne. He was born in 1110 in the castle of Chat Dauphin, France. He was the son of the Blessed Amadeus of Clermont and was a member of the royal, royal family of Franconia. He was educated at the monasteries of Bonnevoie and Cluny in France. Courtier in the household of King Henry V of Savoy and Burgundy, he became a Cistercian monk at Clairvaux Abbey in 1124 under the direction of St. Bernard of Clairvaux. He became the abbot of Ilutukom Abbey in Savoy in 1139, and though he protested his inadequacy, he was chosen bishop of Lausanne, Switzerland in 1144. He worked for reform in violent, disturbed dioceses, both in the clergy and in the laity. He became the co-regnant for and teacher of Duke Blessed Umbert of Savoy. He was the chancellor of Burgundy and was appointed by Frederick Barbarossa. Several of his homilies have survived even until today. He died on the 27th of August, 1159, of natural causes. He was, can- he was beatified on the 9th of December, 1903, by Pope Pius X. Blessed Amadeus of Lausanne, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them, but the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in to the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible is one of my favorite uh, sort of succinct Short and sweet, but also very good commentaries uh, on sacred scripture. And uh, we have uh, verboom.com forward slash GRN to thank. That's with a V. 
V-E-R-B-U-M, verboom.com forward slash GRN to thank for access to these great commentaries. But uh, they point out that this, what we're seeing here, this, um, the Lord is using this actual practice of the Jewish people in betrothal uh, to give us a sort of an idea of what judgment may be like and to prepare ourselves for that. The groom would lead a procession to bring his new wife to their home and they would celebrate a week-long banquet with family and friends. Here the bridegroom arrives to begin the joyous procession and to take his wife to the marriage feast. Unprepared and without oil, the foolish maidens are excluded from the celebration while the wise participate fully. This, as many of the early church fathers, Origen, St. Hilary, St. Gregory the Great, Augustine, uh, I was reading this morning, all see this as as something to be paying attention to for our coming judgment, the resurrection and the judgment. We might have faith, but has that faith lived fully in this life while there was yet time, as time is running out? Adrian, what did you find? Oh, my goodness. I love this. The uh, the So, one thing that's pretty astonishing, astonishing, is that these passages are coming up every single day in Scripture, yet how often do you hear uh, priests preach on the reality of hell and that people go there? Yet, the last couple days have been nothing but hammering the point that hell is real and people go there. So, a couple things. One, uh, whenever the people, the foolish ones say to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wives replied, no, for there may not be enough for us and you. So what is going to be said here? You may think to yourself, well, that's very rude. Why don't they share? They should just give some. Isn't that the Christian thing to do is to share that? Well, what is being made? What's the point that's being made here? The point that being that's being made here is that we are responsible for our own salvation. Primarily, if we do not make it to heaven, we have failed utterly and completely. Nothing else matters. If we do not make it to heaven, nothing else matters. So at the end of our lives, we cannot give up our sanctity. We cannot sacrifice our holiness. We cannot sacrifice. We can never commit a a willful mortal sin. Why? Because one mortal sin will damn us to hell. Our Lord makes this very clear. And so what do these people do? They run to go get some oil, right? So what is this? The the oil says most of the fathers say that that's a symbol of charity. So what is being said here? He's saying, okay, they realize, oh my goodness, the Lord is here. What do I do? I need to become charitable. So what do they do? They run to the confessional and they try to get to confession. But what happens? It's too late. The Lord has come. You're at judgment day. You are being judged. And there is nothing that can happen now. Cornelius Lapide goes referring to this says, uh, quote says, I do not acknowledge you as mine because ye in your day would not acknowledge me as your Lord and your God. Neither will I in this my day acknowledge you as my faithful sons and servants. You have served the devil in pleasure and now serve him in hell. And that's what Cornelius Lapide says in reference to verse 12 of this passage about uh, the about sending them out. This is a very important because our Lord tells the truth. Our Lord shows us this. Why does he tell us this? Not because he wants our damnation, because he wants our salvation. He says, keep your lamps trimmed. Stay awake. Stay awake. Be ready because it's going to come soon. Our day of judgment is happening very soon and we need to be prepared. We have to get to confession. We have to receive the Eucharist and pray your rosary every day uh, because this is the thing that matters. If you go to hell, you have failed utterly. Utterly, If you make it to heaven, then praise be to God. Amen. You know, real quick, I, I see so much comments, debates going on about the Antichrist, whether or not he'll come on soon. Like, who's got time to worry about the Antichrist? They're too busy worrying about the chaos that surrounds us in this world and, and uh, the potential that we may not even make it out of this day, let alone any other days ahead of us. So uh, let us be prepared now 
and we won't have to worry about such things. But at, at any rate, it is time to play Fear and Trembling. It is time to give out prizes. Today is that day, but I need a caller on the line to, uh, p- to play the game with and potentially give the prize to. All you need to do is call right now at 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. Call right now, 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Call now. Let's play the game. Give up right. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Protestants like to use James 2, 10-11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin. Because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 115 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2.10-11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2.10-11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children, developed the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host... Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, the Catholic trivia game show where we have a secret and hidden agenda. So please do me a favor and don't share with anybody what I'm going to share with you right now. Please keep this just between us. But there are a few things we like to do with the game show segment. Number one, we like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments in the questions. Uh, You might learn something you didn't know before, and that's awesome, isn't it? Praise be to God. And then, of course, we like to have a good time, and our callers tend to be a lot of fun, uh, and we really appreciate laughing along with them and, uh, and having a good time. And we also give out prizes, which kind of makes it a winner for everybody involved. But if you're new here and you're not sure what's going on, I have three official Catholic trivia questions in my hand, uh, but I do not ask our caller these questions. So they don't need to know 
any of the answers to still win the prizes even. Praise be to God for it. Uh, because I won't ask them, I will instead ask Janice, and I will ask Adrian, and one of them will be right, the other will be wrong. The caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Whom do they trust more, Janice or Adrian? And every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. And today's the day when we give out that prize. Janice, what could they win? So today, they're going. Uh, this week, we have Sanctus Co. as our sponsor. They're giving away a... Sanctus Vatican flag, 34-inch uh, wide fabric polyester flag that could be used to decorate your home or your front yard or your backyard. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful flag. If you go to sanctusco.com, you can see all the collections that they have. Yeah, praise be to God. Thank you, sanctusco.com, for your generous support of our Fear and Trembling Game Show. We are very grateful to you. But uh, let's go to the phones if you tried to call in today and you didn't get in, I'm sorry. But Monday's a new day, and we have a new sponsor, too, and it'll be a lot of fun. So call back and call early, and then uh, you can get on. But let's go to Andrew. Good morning to you. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Praise be to God, Andrew. Where are you calling from? San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. Those are my old stomping grounds there now. Uh, Andrew, uh, are you from San Antonio? Born and raised? Yes, sir. Born and raised. Born and raised. Proud to be San Antonian. Where did you go to high school? I graduated from Burbank High School. I'm Burbank s- High School. Yes. I'm so sorry. I went to Holy Cross for a little while. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Did you know? Did you know that Judson High School existed at the time you were forced to go to some other school? Yes, yes, and they were a tough group of football players, but uh, <laughs> we had we had the spirit. Burbank had the spirit. Well, we have the trophies, <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad you had the spirit, uh, but we have the trophies. I'm teasing, of course, Andrew. Ouch. I'm teasing. Praise Ouch. be to God. Uh, where, do you go to, where do you go to church, Andrew? St. John Birchman, Catholic Church. Nice. Wonderful. And, and do you know the, how the game is played? Do you know the rules? Yes, yes. Yes, All I, right. I feel for Adrian. I, I I can feel Adrian's pain. I know what he's where he's coming from. Oh, really? Thank you. you Much feel, appreciated. You feel like you got him all figured out, do you? Huh? Well, well <laughs> Andrew, let's see how that goes. Are you ready to play? I'm ready. All right, ready. here we go. We will start with Janice, as is our custom. Janice, are you ready? Yes, I am ready. Are you sure? Very positive. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Can you tell me what is the popular medieval collection of the Lives of the Saints called? Hmm. A popular medieval collection on the Lives of the Saints. What do we call that? Uh, I've actually never heard of a medieval collection. Uh, is this like a, a movie series? It sounds like hmm. a movie series to me. But You tell me. Uh, okay, I'm going to take a guess, and I'm mm-hmm. just going to call it the the Legend of the Saints. The Legend of the Saints. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like it could be a television series. Yeah. <laughs> the Legend of the Saints. It could be a movie. <laughs> In a world of sinners, there stands out saints. I like that. The Legend of the Saints. Okay. But let's just get a second opinion. Uh, Adrian loves movies. Adrian, can you tell me, what is the popular medieval collection of the lives of the saints called? Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm going to go with the... You know, hmm, the golden legend. The golden legend. You two are killing me today. Like, whew, I can totally see that on, like, Amazon Prime or something. Oh, yeah. The golden legend. All right, so 
Kind of like, you know, the so tin aurea is the golden chain. Mine sounds holier because it's this, the legend of the saints. The, okay. yeah. Wow. There's about an arm wrestling match about to bust out here in the studio. Andrew, this is a tough one, okay? So I don't know. Yeah. But it, I have used this question in the past. So you might know it. I don't know. But here's the deal. Adrian says it's the golden legend, whereas Janice says it's the legend of the saints. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Andrew, what say you? I think I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, Janice sounded a little tricky today. I, you know, she sounds so, mm. but mm-hmm. the thing is this morning, I have to go with Adrian. Are, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they were trying to go for the jugular on you, Andrian, or Andrew, rather. Yeah. They were, both of them, they're like... The Legend of the Saints. That's good stuff, isn't it? We should do a whole television series on The Legend of the Saints. That'd be excellent, actually. But you are in the cup, sir. You could win. Praise be to God. Uh, let's see if we can't double your chances, though, Andrew. We'll go to the second question here with, with Adrian. Adrian, what does the Sixth Commandment forbid? The Sixth Commandment. Uh, that would be, you shall love your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Um, so what does it forbid then? It forbids idolatry. Oh, okay, so idolatry is your answer. Yep. The sixth commandment forbids idolatry. Uh, let's just uh, get a uh, second opinion here. Uh, Janice, can you tell me what does the sixth commandment forbid? Well, I, I used to teach catechism, so I feel uh, confident about this one. Mm-hmm. The uh, uh, It forbids the sin of adultery. Ooh. Wow. Tough choices. All right, uh, Andrew, here's the deal. Uh, Janice says the Sixth Commandment forbids the sin of uh, adultery, or we might say uh, other issues related to human sexuality, Uh, whereas Adrian says it forbids the sin of idolatry. Who's right? Who's wrong? 15 seconds on the clock. Andrew, what say you? Oh, this one's got to be Janice. Got to be. Got to be. Are you sure? It's... I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> wow, Adrian. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Finger on the trigger over there all of a sudden is delaying things. Hmm. But you are right, and you are right. Adrian is wrong. Can I say that publicly? No, it's not Am I allowed to say that's okay. forbidden? Uh, Andrew uh, is right. You are in for two, sir, but let's play for three. We're gonna go back to Janice here. Janice, can you tell me? Does the church require that a baptismal name be that of a saint. So when a, a child or an adult is baptized and they take a name, must that be a saint? Of course. Uh, yes, because I, I used to teach confirmation and, mm-hmm. and baptism mm-hmm. classes, and mm-hmm. I remember um, the priest always saying that the, the parents had to choose, yeah. it, or the sponsor had to choose a, a name of a saint. Did you give them the golden legend to, to like give them ideas? You know, the medieval collection of lives of the saints? Uh, no, because I, I didn't know about that <laughs> okay. at that time. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, let's see what uh, Brother Adrian has to say. Adrian, can you tell me, does the church require that a baptismal name be that of a saint? You would think so, but actually, no, it only needs to be a Christian name. And if your family actually names you a pagan name, the priest has the authority to just change it when he baptizes you. So what does that mean for kids named Wesley? I'm just Mm, curious. Is that Christian? I don't know. I don't know. All right. So uh, here's the deal, Andrew. Andrew, uh, the answer is Adrian says, no, it's not required. However, it must be a Christian name. 
uh, versus Janice says, yes, of course it has to be a saint name. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Andrew, what say you? It's going to be a, a fantastic morning because I'm going to go with Adrian twice. Wow. Amazing. You are did, you, did you hear that? Brave soul, Did you hear sir. what he said brave there? Soul. He said it's going to be an amazing day because he's going with me. Ah, see you what know? you've done? Amen. <laughs> you, get, you get a second one. Goes, there you go. Goes right to his ego, Andrew. It what ego? You're I'm not no, helping I'm, the man. I'm nothing if not uh, humble. Okay, speaking of which, uh, Janice <laughs> is, uh, is, is putting your name into the coffee cup right now, stirring it vigorously because we depend upon the will and the providence of God to determine who the winners are. So, Andrew, it might not be you. It could be, but it might not be. But do we have a winner pulled? Yes. I'm, I'm stirring up the... I'm stirring up the uh, stirring it up. Okay, stirring the pot. Trying to be the, the, the I like stirring the pot online all the time. Cup of divine providence. <laughs> it might be okay. you, Andrew. It might not. I'm I don't know. My we'll eyes see. And I'm pulling one out. So here we have a winner. We have a winner. And She's unfolding winner. the paper. She's still unfolding the uh, paper. Tim Filbachi. Tim, uh, congratulations, our friend from Washington, D.C., for being the winner. Praise be yeah. to God. It was God's divine will for you, but uh, Andrew, I'm sorry. Amen. I'm sorry. You, no it, worries. Yeah. No worries. I had fun. Yeah, I'm sorry. I had fun. He, I think he should just win automatically because he said such great inte- intellectual answers. You know? could, could we say he wasn't predestined to win? I wonder. Mm. Can we talk about predestination mm. in, in the next 20 seconds? <laughs> no, we can't. Andrew, you are amazing and a lot of fun. Thank you for hanging out with us and getting all three right. You, can, you have the proud distinction of having a perfect score, sir. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you all. I enjoy the show every morning. God, God bless, bless and, uh, you, too. Have a great weekend, Andrew. Make sure you stop by Judson High School's parking lot. Spend some time in prayerful meditation as a way of making up for the fact that you never went to that school. But uh, I'll be praying for you anyway. God bless you. Have a great weekend, Andrew. And that is going to do it for our radio side of our show today. A lot of fun. Praise be to God. A lot of uh, great conversation, uh, stories that were difficult to get through. But coming up in the second half of this hour, we stay live video stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, also on odyssey.com, as well as our very own website to conversate with you, the audience, about whatever you want to talk about. I wonder what you're doing this weekend. You can let us know. Just go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt, grnonline.com forward slash cdt to hang out with us live. Otherwise, God bless you. God love you. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back on Monday. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Praise be to Jesus. Welcome back to the after show of Catholic Drive Time, where we get a lot more casual about the conversation. We get to talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. You get to drive the conversation. So... Uh, and if and if you don't, well, then I'm going to talk about movies because that's how I roll. Uh, so quick, ask a question. You know what I'm quick. saying? And I'll talk about old movies that you've never even heard of. 
Uh, well, the audience has. It's just the young people in the studio have never heard of them. Who's the young people in the studio? Uh-huh. uh-huh. What are you talking about? Yeah, uh-huh. Are you talking about me again? Um, what? I'm sorry? I'm, I'm offended. Sorry, what? I'm offended. Come on, man. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Jesus Robles. On, he, my good friend, our good friend here at the studio, Jesus, you know, boxing announcer extraordinaire, uh, collector of, of religious <laughs> items. Uh, gifter of relics. The gifter of relics. He, sa- he said, Cornisa Lapide forbids to call Adrian El Grande an innocent wrong. Amen. Amen, Amen brother. Cornisa Lapide, pray for us. The I think, San Antonio probably, maybe. crew is, uh, is like, they're chiming in here. They love to hear the San Antonio callers on the phone. Praise be to God. Uh, let's go through who's on who's online with us now. Uh, we, we should start with Odyssey. We haven't quite set up Janice yet on uh, on getting her to be able to see all the chats. We will do that. Next week, we'll get you set up so you can see all the chat action going on, so you can participate in that. But Odyssey is new to the game, and we are live streaming on odyssey.com right now. Praise be to God. And we have a, we have a, a small group of people hanging out with us over there. But Mike has been over there, and we're very grateful to Mike. Also, uh, to I, and I don't know your name, but your, your handle is MMCOR050. I'm not sure who uh, MMCOR050 is, but thanks for hanging out with us. And if you're brand new here and you've never commented before, please do us a favor and comment. We like to lavish extra love on first-time commenters. So let us know you're here. Let us know where you're from. We really appreciate that. And uh, we will uh, we'll give you your due love for being a first-time commenter. But Mike has got a big prayer request, actually. Uh, he's posted it over at the Odyssey site. He says, uh, to pile on the seriousness, I have a prayer request. My wife and I have been asked to foster or adopt an infant boy. I am 59 years old, and I'm worried that my age will be a hindrance to helping this child on his journey to manhood. Uh, he's asking for prayers, asking for strength and clarity, and God's hand to uphold us through the foster adoption process. The family asked us to step up. Amen, Mike. Praise be to God, brother. I got to tell you, uh, so my oldest is adopted. And when I got a phone call, I was still very young. I was like you know, Adrian's age or something. And uh, I remember getting the phone call saying, hey, there's this boy who needs a family. And I said, praise be to God, I hope he finds one. <laughs> uh, and because uh, I, I had never considered adoption or even guardianship or any of it. And then when we went to meet the boy and we discovered the conditions in which he was living and the circumstances with which he was suffering, you know, we're like, all right, you're coming with us. Let's go get your stuff. And then we had to go to court. We had to fight. We had to spend tens of thousands of dollars we did not have um, to, to fight for uh, the, the opportunity to raise him. And by the grace of God, we were able to. <clears throat> but I got to tell you, I have my youngest is five, which means when he becomes uh, an adult living on his own, I'm going to be in my 60s. Uh, you know, that is, a, that is a sobering thought. I have to hand it to you, Mike. That is a sobering thought. So... I'm going to be offering up your intention in our family rosary every single day. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing that, that you're willing to do that. That's actually, that's very beautiful. But uh, yeah, definitely. I know I've thought about this. I'm like, you know, if if I'm not called to be a religious, to be a priest, and I want to get married ASAP because I want to be a young father. I know my dad had me and my siblings when, when he was young. Uh, him and my mom were very young. And so my dad was able to, you know, play catch with me, uh, play football, wrestle with me, um, coach my football teams. And, you know, that was such a blessing. I, I love the fact that I was able to do that. Um, but what a grace that yeah. you're willing to do such, such, such a heroic thing. 
Yeah, Amazing. for sure. All right, let's see. Paul from Buffalo has been hanging out with us on our website. Uh, praise be to God, Paul. Thanks for for doing that. He was talking earlier about his uh, the newspaper, the Dossison newspaper up there, basically making an argument for the pro-abortion side. Like, and I said, uh, I said that's tragic, but kind of common too for Dossison newspapers around our country. Um, it is a tragedy that uh, we are having to live through here. Uh, so thanks for hanging out with us, Paul. Over on uh, YouTube, Justina Burrier's here. Good morning to you, That's Susan. Sienna. Uh, praise God. Uh, it's good to see you, Sienna. Uh, Susan, from our friend from Massachusetts, good morning to you. Tammy, good morning to you. S. Franco, it's good to see you back. Praise be to God. Christopher Velasquez, good morning to you. Anna Cruz. Now, I want to say, Anna, you, you've been here before. <clears throat> I could be wrong, and correct me if I am, but I want to say you are a returning commenter it's just been a while so you know we give you some extra love too the horns of the apocalypse that's our returning commenter guest right uh, i mean that's that's we, I don't, we I don't agreed we, to that didn't i don't we not? think we agree to that that kind of sounds scary it doesn't really no. sound welcoming no it's it's <laughs> kind of like when they blew the trumpets and said the bridegroom is coming the bridegroom is coming and you know yeah, I mean, yes no. there was locking of doors weeping and gnashing of teeth that's true but generally, it's a good thing when the bridegroom comes. I'm pretty sure comes. we agree that this would be no, no. the uh, we, just the you know. I don't remember that that meeting. I don't. Well, it, you're right. Was it I was in just, this meeting? It was just the universal sounder for the show. I don't it's recall. It's like our, our, the theme music of the show. I'm pretty sure we voted on that. I don't recall the vote. I um, I remember you were there. Was you I? voted. You voted for it. I voted for this. Yeah, you did. Uh huh. I I don't think I did. I, I'm fairly mm-hmm. certain that you actually uh, mm-hmm. voted to never play the horns ever again. I remember that. Uh, no, that, that I happened. Th- I'm pretty sure. Maybe it's because you're young and you've not slept in in a decade. But uh, no, I slept would never slept in a decade. I that would be that. I'd be ten. Well, <laughs> I'd be thirteen. When did you start college? Uh, when I was like eighteen. Oh, okay. So you college you is. I'm 23. So you only so you could do the math. So you haven't slept in uh, like seven years then, six years. Well, last night I got five hours. The night before I stayed up for no reason and got three. But you know, it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> college kids, <laughs> they live off caffeine. College um, kids. Let's see here, Elizabeth, Betty. Good morning to you. Praise be to God. Good to see you again, Becky. Becky Dominguez. Are you a new commenter or are you a returning guest? Becky, she's uh, that's um. Is that Becky Lori's sister, or is that know. a different Becky? Becky, no, no, Dominguez. no, that's Betty. My bad. Yeah, Betty, Betty is is uh, is Lori's sister. Becky, Becky, are you a new commenter? Great topic. Know. She says, praying for an end to abortion. Period. Yay and amen. Let us all pray the memorari for an end. Amen. Let's do that right now. How about that? Um, uh, Janice, would you like to lead us in a memorari? Uh, yes, I would love to. Yeah, please, please do. And uh, to the for an end to abortion. Perfect. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Memorari. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand. Sinful and sorrowful, O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy answer me. Amen. 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 Praise be to God. Uh, William Hemsworth, the Bible Catholic, good morning to you. Thanks for hanging out with us again today. Eric Rodriguez, good morning. Praise be to God. It's good to see you. Josh Patterson is here. Uh, Says, I would have called in for the show this morning, but my beard was more important. And guess what, Joe? (laughs) 
he does not use glory and shine. I know he, he's heresies. I know. Like, we didn't we talk about heresies yesterday? And we, we yeah. specifically mentioned sure how we, you have sure. to use glory and shine, or else you're a heretic. I'm pretty sure we had that conversation. It's it's right there yeah. in the uh, in mm-hmm. Ludwig yeah, Ludwig's yeah. Ox, yeah. Uh, doc, yeah. Uh, yeah. Compendium of Catholic Dogma. There Catholic you go. Doctrine. Yeah, Ludwig Ox. I love mm-hmm. that dude. Uh, Jeff Burrier. Actually, you can get that on Verbum, by the way. The Compendium of Catholic Dogma. I'm pretty sure it's on Verbum. Good, because you can't get it online anymore. Um, it's not online for free Jeff Burrier, San Antonio Mayor Ron Nirenberg, released, is that, is that how you say it? Nirenberg? Uh, released a short statement in response to the ban on a mask mandate from the Texas Supreme Court. Yeah, there you go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I was way off. Uh, Bar- uh, Lori said Barbara is Lori's Barbara. sister. <laughs> yeah, sorry. My bad. Uh, all the B names, I just get them all mixed up. Uh, let's see who's on Facebook. Facebook, uh, of course, we know our friend Jesus Robles, friend of the show. Good morning, good to see you again. He too, by the way, uh, said he felt very nervous driving his firstborn home. Oh, you should read hospital. that comment. It was really good. It was very I mean, good. Maybe. But buddy, canine. Good morning to you, Patty. Of course, hanging out with us in the first hour, Michelle Vaughn. Good morning, Armando Fonseca. Happy birthday to you, my friend. Yeah, I know. Hi, Dad. Yeah, he says, uh, condolences for the loss of, of the Marines. I don't know what to say. I want to cry, but it's like the whole thing is so incredibly broken and tragic that I don't even know what to feel about it right now. Just thinking about their, the lives of all these people who've lost their lives needlessly, pointlessly, to no end. Um, anyway, uh, happy birthday to you. Uh, Brother Fonseca, hopefully you'll have a great birthday. Adrian is uh, is going to share with us here in a moment the secret of what they're going to do for you. I already told y'all. What? The, oh, that the yacht. Yeah, the yacht. How we big is the yacht? We purchased a yacht. It's, what was the brand? It's it's only a mile long. Uh huh. So it's a kind a of a small mile. one. Yeah, a mile. It's, it's kind of small. A mile. Yeah. <clears throat> Sounds like the Noah's Ark. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, do you, are you, is is it going to be animals or will just the smell come from from you hanging out on the boat? I'm just curious. Um, wow! Wow! That he's was... preparing for the flood this weekend. Have you? Uh, there's a hurricane <laughs> coming. There? There's a hurricane. Is there yeah. really? There is. Are you being serious? Yeah, yeah, that was one of the headlines for today. So <sighs> there's a hurricane coming to the uh, the um, what is it the the Pacific coast? Not the Pacific coast. The I don't even know my coast. It's coming towards. Uh, yeah, it's coming, it's coming west or east rather of the of Galveston Island. The Gulf Coast. Yeah. So it's going towards Galveston. Um, not Galveston, but I think no, Louisiana. I hardly ever pay attention to, it's gonna, to the weather. <laughs> it's going to the uh, outer circle of it is going to hit Texas. The rest is coming towards our friends and family over in Louisiana and eastward. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, Patty said earlier, faith without works is like a screen door on a submarine. That's kind of cool. I like that. What is I missed that. <laughs> the, <laughs> this, faith without works is like a screen door on a submarine. Like a screen door like, on it. Oh, water, you can have, you can shut the uh, door, but the water's coming flooding in anyway. I like. That. I am slow. Michelle Vaughn, good morning to you. Uh, praise be to Jesus. Let's see. Jesus Robles says, uh, Joe, I was terrified going home with my first baby. The hospital park was okay. Driving home was the weaker was the waker upper. I'm a dad and I'm responsible. Wow. He goes on to say, I went from being able to hand the baby to to the, uh, what? He's saying like he could hand off the baby to someone else whenever he would carry other people's babies. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, I uh, went from being able to hand the baby to the pre to the parents to the uh, person totally responsible for the child. 
I tell my eldest every day to, to forgive my mistakes with her. She teaches me how to be a parent, but I express to her how much I love her. Amen. That's a beautiful sentiment. That is a really beautiful sentiment. Um, let's see who else is over here. Lori, good morning to you. Hashtag mug club. Good to see you again, Lori. Christopher Chance is hanging out with us. Praise be to God. Uh, Joaquin, good morning to you. Thanks for hanging out. Sonia Morales says, Holy Cross Night, San Antonio Westside Pride. Sean Rice, our general manager in the San Antonio, South and Central Texas market, says, Woohoo! San Antonio. Um, I might be over there next week. We'll see. There's a chance I could go to San Antonio next week. I might do the show, uh, at least my part of it anyway, from San Antonio next week. Possibly. My dad said, if Adrian bought the yacht, it'll probably fit in my bathtub. Uh, you know, we we did it to my dad once. My dad asked for, I think it was, uh, he was like, he said he wanted a truck. Or no, no, he said he, he's been, he's been saying he wanted a boat forever. And so one year for, for my dad's birthday, or maybe it was Father's Day, my mom went and bought a toy boat and I wrapped it up and gave it to him. Good times. <laughs> oh, and my dad, <laughs> never mind. I can't. I am, yeah, I'm not going to talk. Yeah, she, it's just nope. us. It's just nope. me and you. Just, it's, just, it's just us. It's have okay. you, have you ever re-gifted a gift that someone owns and to that person? Yeah. No, no. But you know who did do that? <laughs> Fulton Sheen. Fulton oh. Sheen. Sheen would uh, would constantly he would he would give away things constantly. So any time someone came over yeah. and they said, "Oh, I really like that thing on your shelf," he'd be like, "Oh, here it's yours," and gave it yeah. away. And uh, mm-hmm. one time he uh, ended up giving the a gift that someone gave him and gave it back to that person. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's too funny. Yeah, I've I've, I've heard of those stories too. Um, what was I going to say? There was something I was going to say. Praise be to God. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Monica Cortez. Monica Cortez is the, is the MMCOR050 over on, on Odyssey. So, Monica Cortez, good morning and thanks for hanging out with us today. Praise be to God. Are you, do you happen to be related to Hernan Cortez? Hernan Cortez. Boy, I've been thinking about that lately. I, I was thinking if I, I, one time a long time ago, I narrated an audiobook. I was paid and hired to narrate an audiobook. And it was The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis. And it was so brutal of an experience that I swore never to do that again. It was so hard to, to do that. Um, because it was of the nature of the material and you have to read it so many times. And, and it's, it was just incredibly grueling. But I got to tell you, I lately have been thinking I would love to try my hand at, at doing it again. And I think I would love to do uh, Bernal Diaz's uh, journal on the campaign with Hernan Cortez. I think that would be truly epic and amazing. I don't know. I have to look into getting uh, copyright clearance for the English translation of that, though. I don't, I'd have to look into that. But that would be pretty awesome. Josh said, what is... Uh, I'm sorry, my eyes just went out of focus. That was weird. Uh, what is the best Friday penance breakfast, and why is it Whataburger taquitos what? with, with cheese what? and potato? With, a, with an H. W-H. That's, in the English language, the sound it, is... Wah. Why is that? What are, that's what I said. Whataburger. Oh my God. I just, that's literally what I just said. Whataburger. Why do people say Whataburger? Who wants water on their burger? Name nope. one person who says, can I get the double patty with the extra water? Like, n- things that nobody ever says or wants. Um, yes. Whataburger. Je- that's what are, I said. Janice, are you a Whataburger fan? No, I'm not. Ever? Mm, um, have you eaten there? I have. Maybe Are you Texan? like. And what is your what is your opinion? <laughs> what is your opinion of the quality of the what a burger? 
Uh, so when I was a child, I actually used to call it Whataburger. Did you? As a child. Is it because you didn't read English? Uh, no, I, I was... Like you saw the letters and you still you said water. Yeah, it was just kind of like mm -hmm. a, a tongue twister for me. It was mm -hmm. like that was... Mm -hmm. It's not that I thought of water, but it mm -hmm. was just the easiest way to pronounce it for me as a child. <laughs> um, so you're saying Adrian is still a child. I get where you're going <laughs> with this. I see where this is, a, this is headed. Yeah. But um, I, I really love... Um, in and out. In and out. Yeah. And that started in California. It did. Yeah. Okay. It's actually the competitor of Waterburger. Watt Burger. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's a competitor. <laughs> they're not even. The, they're not in the same market. <laughs> wow. And, and, they're and, here. And, in and out is here. Uh, there's like two. That's still like, here. It's like the, can it satisfies the requirement to be a of competitor? Them being physically no, located not. in the same market. That's like saying like there's like a mom and pop shop and they're like yeah this is a Waterburger competitor. It's like no, they're yeah. in totally different <laughs> oh, markets. No. Totally different markets. And it is Waterburger. Steak and shake. It's steak and shake. Yum. Da loco. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> and, uh, oh my goodness. Yum. It's, it's Whataburger. I'm sorry. Well, it's Everyone what? else. What? It's got an, that's what I said. What a burger. That's what, what I said. Like it's, it's in, what a burger. See, Sean says, in and out, say it ain't so. Lori said, in and out, it's not even in the same echelon as Whataburger. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, Chris says, I like their shakes. Not a huge fan of their burgers. What? I love their burgers. Number five every day. Uh, Gloria says, Felicidad, Senor Fonseca. Uh, thank you to, I'm going to say thank you on behalf of my dad. You're welcome. Uh, Sonia says, Holy Cross is a Catholic school, grades 6 through 12. My son just graduated and is now a freshman at St. Mary's University. St. Mary's in San Antonio, I assume. Uh, praise be to God. Yeah. Amen. Uh, let's see. What about White Castle? Have you guys ever had Ugh. any White Castle? It's not good. What do you mean it's not? It's not good. Dude. I know uh, a professor that loved that, but I, I think they're based out in Chicago, right? That's kind of their headquarters. Yeah. In Chicago. Uh, Illinois and uh, Indiana. Chirac. <laughs> Chirac. I don't know, man. It's going to get ugly in Afghanistan next week. I know it. It's going to make Lori Lightfoot look good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Jeff uh -huh. says, sweet and spicy burger. Amen, brother. Amen. Uh, Jeff said, come on, Joe. All Texans say Whataburger. Uh, Tammy says, Learn to read. Tammy says, Whataburger fries dipped in gravy is awesome. Uh, Eric says, Mexicans say Whataburger. Uh, Eric, <laughs> he says, Agua Burger. <laughs> you know, what was interesting about living in New England for 10 years, uh, having been a Texas boy, was the lack of, of these types of restaurants ubiquitously. Like here, like in places, in big cities in Texas, everywhere you go, constant restaurants all the time, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Whereas up there, especially like in New Hampshire, but even in many parts of, of Massachusetts, you know, you wouldn't get these chain stores as much as you would get the mom and pop stop. And uh, they'd be like, they would take an old house and then they would convert it into a convenience store. And you'd walk in there, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, can I get the uh, the hoagie? And the thing would be as big as a submarine. I mean, literally, it'd be massive. You could eat the whole thing for a week. It's so big and so uh, so massive. And they pile on all the meats and everything. It, it was just incredible. Um, so I wonder if anybody's hanging out, especially like you, Kathy, if you're hanging out from uh, Massachusetts, what you think of all this conversation about these chain stores. Uh, what else? What else? What are you guys doing this weekend? I'm, I'm curious. Chris says, are we seriously arguing about the pronunciation of a fast food restaurant? Crystals? Crystals? Really, Sean? Crystals? Crystals. What Come on, saying? man. Crystals. You just, it's, it's, listen, it's White Castle. You don't have to pretend to, to enjoy some other competitor. It's White Castle, all right? 
Crystals, that's a thing. Yeah, it's it's a competitor to White Castle. Wow, I've never never seen it. Uh, burgers by the dozen. Do you guys uh, are you guys big proponents of promoting like no meat on Fridays? Yes. yes. Great. So then, what would you recommend <laughs> the Catholic diet be? Like, well, what would what would a good eggs. penitential Friday look like? So eggs. that's what uh, Josh's comment was about. Josh initially, that's the reason why this whole thing came up. Josh said, uh, "Let's see, where was it?" Uh, he said, what is the best Friday penance breakfast and why is it Whataburger taquitos with cheese and potato? So I'm going to say Whataburger taquito with cheese and potato is a good Friday penance breakfast. That's um, my answer. <clears throat> What's the story out of Taco Bell that we were going to cover? I forget now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Wasn't that a fake story? No. Yeah, of no, course not. Breaking news here. Uh, I'll share my desktop if you is want to put it You should just read the whole story. Yeah, breaking news. This is breaking news. Give me uh, a second. Out of a quality on. news uh, source, by the way. This is great. This is um, good. I wanted to get to this sooner. Um, this is very important. In the what's concerning us in the first hour, but you know, I just couldn't. I, after getting through all of the Afghan stuff, it was, it was difficult. But here we go. Breaking news. This is out of the glorious American. Um, satire for the right and the wrong. Sounds to me like this is true and accurate news. A Taco Bell grants full approval of safety to Taco Bell's Bean Blaster Supremes. So now you have to eat one. Okay. So it says after $2.3 billion ad campaign and demanding millions of Americans shove one down their gullet, Taco Bell is thrilled to announce that their Bean Blaster Supreme is approved for human consumption. It's official. Before it was an emergency use only. Now it is totally approved and official. It says, quote, assuming you've checked with your doctor, individuals ranging for from four through 35, from four to 35 years of age can now safely put our delicious Bean Blaster Supremes directly into your body, assuming you're within six feet of a toilet. <laughs> So gross. Taco Bell CEO Mark King said on Monday, he goes on to say, oh, this is serious news. Obviously, this now means the millions of Americans who haven't eaten Bean Blaster Supreme must by force ingest one. <laughs> According to Joe Biden, from this day forward, you are free to do as Taco Bell says. And we have uh, we have no patience for the anti-blaster. <laughs> Community and their dangerous conspiracy theories about I can't do it. <laughs> now, would the bean blaster be considered good Friday penitential breakfast? I'm um, curious. Did you it's read just the, beans? Did you read the update at the bottom? <laughs> no, I got to scroll all the way down. Where is it? It's there's uh, no update at the bottom. Yeah, there is. Come now. It's right there. It says where up, update. Oh, here it goes. Yeah, there you go. Update. It's been learned. That Bean Blaster, Bean Blaster Supremes only linger in your system and surrounding areas. <laughs> no, okay, we're, ser we're serious. So I, I kind of find this uh, me, gross me, and uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. It says only surround. It only lingers in your system and the surrounding air for forty minutes. So boosters or little booty blasters. That's so gross will soon become mandatory. Where do you find this crazy stuff? I didn't mean to share it with everybody. Oh, <laughs> I just sent it to you. Good grief. Uh, we've, we've gone over the edge today, people. Link, link, link. Lori, you should not want the link to this story. 
How is that? Josh said, this is some amazing self-aware marketing. I love it when companies don't take themselves too seriously. No, this is a satire site. Yeah, it's yeah. total satire. I think we all know where the what they were trying to be satirical of. Uh, he, Jesus says, you don't want me to eat this bean blaster supreme. <laughs> me and beans, oh, oh. <laughs> Jesus wants you to send it to him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's this terrible. is a disaster. What have we done? I don't know. You did this. This is like your Jesus is a friend of mine stuff. Not at like, all. <sighs> I did not share this with everybody. It's all you, man. No, I cannot all be. You. I, okay, we should, we should do a press conference like, uh, not unlike the president did last night. And I can't be held responsible for this. There's global warming, the previous guy in charge. There's all the generals and the intelligence agency and some other per- person is, is totally at fault for this. But you take complete responsibility and the buck stops with you? Oh, I wouldn't have used those words, but okay. <laughs> I mean, sure, why not? Yeah, okay. There you go. Uh, Eric says, beans, beans, the magic. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. I'm oh, not- yeah, I- I've had enough of this satire. It's already gone way too far for me as it is. Uh, Catholic diet on Friday. Fast until supper, then fish tacos. Amen. Yeah, fish tacos are yummy. I got to be honest with you. I do uh, intermittent fasting, so I usually don't eat until dinner anyways, so it's... Oh, I just had lunch with a friend of mine, Jesus Ramos, which a which a couple times I've actually texted Jesus Robles, thinking it was Jesus Ramos, and Jesus Ramos thinking it was Jesus Robles. Uh, that happens to me. That happened to me a couple times. But uh, I went to have lunch with my friend Jesus Ramos recently, and he was uh, uh, he became a vegan, and I was like, "What? That's crazy!" And he was like, "You, dude." Lent is like the easiest thing ever now. Like he does intermittent fasting. Yeah. And so he doesn't eat till dinner anyways. And he doesn't eat meat anymore or any kind of meat product. So he's like doing the traditional uh, yeah. uh, uh, Catholic fast like year round now. Just cause. I don't, uh, I don't eat dinner. So I don't eat breakfast until about 830. I eat lunch. I try to be done by all of my eating for the day by 1230. And then I don't eat again until 8.30 the next day. The only problem I have is usually on the weekends when the schedule gets flipped upside down. And uh, usually I only eat once on Sundays. But Yeah, I, def- I, always, I pretty much only eat dinner. So I do the exact opposite. Dinner is uh, usually the best meal. Best meal of the day, mm-hmm. dinner. The downside for me, though, is that's the one time gen- during the week, that's the one meal I have to sit down with my family. Yeah, that's why dinner's the best meal. Yeah, I used to I used to do the I used to not eat breakfast, and uh, so I, I had to, I had to shift though, because of uh, needing to get my sleep and diet situated in order to be up and awake and coherent here in the morning. So I found that skipping dinner uh, really improved that situation. So I had longer fast, you know, uh, before I needed to think and be articulate. So in switching, that made a big difference for me, but. It also means I can't eat while they're eating. I have to kind of endure the smells and the temptations of food while they're eating. Josh Patterson says, I honestly could have skipped breakfast, but I'd rather eat breakfast than lunch so I don't get the afternoon slump from the blood sugar spike. You know, the other thing, too, is eating dinner means you have all this food in your stomach and your body is processing it while you're getting ready to go to lay down and go to sleep. And you don't really, your body doesn't need the energy at that time. Or just don't, don't go to bed right after lunch. Lunch, I think it's like the, the big, should be the big meal of the day, right? Nah. Yeah. I don't eat lunch yeah, either. Yeah, lunch. Your body needs the energy during the day. Mm, I'm, I've never had, never needed it. And, uh, and, and I, I don't think most people go to bed right after they eat. Most people, 
uh, eat dinner like I don't know <laughs> Are what. Are you saying you're unlike most people? Oh, I'm saying that we go to bed early. And most people no, eat dinner like around 6 or 7 7.30 is not early for crying out loud. It's late. Uh, it's pretty, well. It's, it's well long into the night by that point. See, uh, Jesus said, intermittent fasting is great. I eat my first meal at 2 p.m. and my last meal at 5 p.m. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good strategy. Uh, I try to do the same. Uh, I try to eat within a window, and so I might snack a little between that hour. So I start eating around two o'clock, the same, and I start eating and I stop eating around six o'clock. Yeah, mm-hmm. so about the same. Janice, what what how is your eating habits? If whatever you're willing to share. Um. Well, I I feel like I don't really have a system in place right now because of my schedule obviously changing so i don't really i haven't found my rhythm you yet. haven't found it yet you'll no. get there yeah it happens but, um it takes time yeah i think i i prefer i think my ideal uh like eating rhythm is uh well i i, I guess it would have to correlate with an active lifestyle because i do like breakfast lunch and dinner and I like the consistency of eating every three or four hours, but in small portions throughout mm. the day. Yeah. Um, because I do believe that you need to have like a stable, um, like sugar level or, mm. yeah. So that would be Insulin. like my ideal. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to, yeah, I used to do that. Like I would wake up at five when I used, uh, five in the morning and when I lived in DC and go for a run and then come home, breakfast at seven. And then lunch at 11 and then dinner at five and then wouldn't hmm. wouldn't eat until seven in the morning again the next day. Well, there you go. That was my ideal. Mike, sure. we had to go now, but Mike says uh, he is old. And so we eat like old people. They eat at between five and six p.m. in bed at nine and get to sleep in till five. Praise be to God. Thanks, Mike, for hanging out with us. Thank everybody for hanging out with us. We're very grateful to you on Monday. Steve Weidenkopf is going to be on, and uh, Steve Cortez. We're going to be talking about uh, single-income families, make single-income families great again. That's going to be our conversation. And 